Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Another loss for the Twins yesterday, Jim. And uh, something that's a little troubling, I mean, Christian Vasquez was brought in uh, because of his defensive abilities and his bat, and I'd be happy to see either one at this point. He's really been struggling, both catching and hitting the ball. He has. He has been a disappointment so far. You can tell he's pressing. That throw he made to third base was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, had no chance of succeeding, and he threw it in a place. Now, I think Miranda should have done a better job getting over there, but uh, the catcher can't throw the ball unless he thinks he's got an actual chance for an out and the ball's going to be caught. And he didn't really put either of those things in play. So, yeah, he's been a problem. Uh, Correa is swinging the bat terribly. Gallo is now going into kind of an almost predictable slump. They're not getting enough out of Polanco. I mean, to me, it, Vas- Vasquez is a problem. Um, but if he just plays a little bit better defensively and the other guys in the lineup start hitting, then he can just be your number nine hitter and a catcher, and that's fine. You know, uh, To me, the biggest problem here is what some of us feared was the flaw of this team. That's not no reliable run producers in the middle of the order. So between Polanco, Miranda, Kepler, Karoloff, Larnick, Walner, maybe Royce Lewis. Um, that's kind of the body of people who need to be able to produce runs in like the four, five, six slots. And you're going to need three out of that group, maybe four out of that group, to be productive run producers. And it hasn't happened yet. And I guess the scariest thing is you don't know which of those players is going to do it. You know, Blanco is the most capable, but he just doesn't always stay healthy. Miranda looks like he's lost. Uh, Kepler, you can't trust. Kirilov should be that guy if he can stay healthy and keep that wrist healthy, but he hasn't done it in, for a protracted amount of time in the big leagues. Walner and Larnick are, you know, question marks. Royce Lewis, I think, might be the best of that group eventually, but he's a ways away. And they need they need four, five, six hitters in this lineup, and they don't have them right now. Yeah, they really don't. Uh, Correa heard the boo birds a little bit uh, during yes. last night's game. And, and you know, he's a pro. He understands. He says, I'd boo me too. I'm just not uh, playing very well. But, you know, Twins fans are usually pretty accommodating. There isn't a lot of booing of the home team that goes on and unless it gets kind of ugly, and apparently it is. It is. And, uh, you know, a lot of things, going. there's so many things going on here. The Twins are in first place. Um, they're not playing well at the moment. They have the Padres, maybe the most entertaining team in the big leagues in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, weather was okay, and 16,000 in the ballpark. That's a little scary. Yeah. And it just, to me, it speaks to – Twins fans, to me, are the most fickle fans in uh, in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It's maybe some of the most fickle fans in sports. They almost look for reasons not to go to the ballpark. Mm-hmm. And then you add, and when you con- confirm their bias by not hitting, by not producing runs, by not hitting in the clutch, it gets really easy for them to stay away. Yeah. How about that Padre team? Uh, you know, they bring a load of all-stars in, as well as Nelson Cruz, who was not in the lineup uh, last night. Your guy Lavelle wrote a column about him today. I didn't have a chance to read it. Uh, was was he saying maybe that the Twins should try and pursue bringing uh, Nelson Cruz back, or, or they just need a guy like him? No, they need a guy like him. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, because on our podcast, Roy Smalley and I, said before they, the Twins signed Nelson Cruz, we had a podcast saying they need to sign Nelson Cruz and then they sign him the next day. <laughs> and then, then when Nelson Cruz left, the point that Roy has been making for years since 2020 basically is okay. 
yeah, Nelson Cruz isn't Nelson Cruz anymore, but they need a Nelson Cruz. They don't have one on the roster until they have somebody on that roster. It's hard to believe the lineup's going to be consistent in any way. Where does that come from? Who is it? Is it is that guy on the roster right now, somebody who could develop into a Nelson Cruz type of guy? That's the thing. It, it, there are a lot of people who could. Uh, there's nobody who's a sure thing. Yeah. Again, if Polanco stayed healthy and hit the way he's capable of hitting, uh, then he can be something. He probably takes the best at bats on the team. Polanco could be that guy, but boy, he just hasn't given you more than two mo- good months in a row, either because of injuries or slumps uh, in his career. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, Kirloff has the right. Kirloff could be that guy, takes good at bats, draws walks, has power. But he hasn't done it. Once again, he hasn't done it. Uh, Larnick could be something like that guy, but I don't know anybody who really fully trusts him. Kepler, you can't trust. Miranda's in a terrible uh, stretch right now, taking terrible at bats. And that's why I said maybe it's Royce Lewis. Hmm. You know, and, and it's hard to put that much on a young guy who's coming off major knee surgery. But Royce Lewis, um, you know, when he came up last year, he just didn't show any fear. He yeah. stepped right in, and he was ready to rake. Yeah. And they and and they also need a ba- more balanced lineup. Royce Lewis, you know, maybe in two three weeks, Royce Lewis replaces Jose Miranda and gives them what they need. Wow, two to three weeks. I was just going to ask you for a timetable. Is that uh, a realistic one that he might be ready to play that soon? I don't know. Oh. Um, it's hard to put. It's hard to put a timetable on it. Um, but let me put it this way: if he, he's a mature guy. He he's already succeeded in the big leagues. He's got a great attitude. He's not going to be intimidated. So if he starts hitting the right way in the minors, I just don't think there would be a roadblock to bringing him up. Mm. Uh, I know he was here well before you were maybe even a sports columnist at all or, or a beat writer or anything. It was Joe Cap? I was going to bring him up, and he passed away and had been suffering from Alzheimer's. And I believe that he is donating his brain to science to to study for CTE. You know, he, he suffered quite a bit, uh, I guess, uh, with Alzheimer's toward the, the end of his days. And, you know, he played back in the day when – you know, quarterbacks were getting, I mean, cheap-shotted and taking some real hits and so forth, but really an interesting character in Vikings history. Yes, I spent some time with him before the Super Bowl when it was played here. Uh, a friend of mine kind of hooked me up, wanted me to have a sit-down with Joe, so I went to his hotel room, we sat mm-hmm. and talked, and, you know, he, he was great at telling stories. You could also tell he was struggling mm-hmm. uh, with Alzheimer's, um, and he was one, he was probably one of the last quarterbacks in the NFL like quarterback like he was a fullback you know he was a blood and guts uh tough guy inspirational guy would run over a linebacker do whatever it took to win the game and he did take a lot of head-to-head hits and it did affect him and uh i yeah i hope that i hope that his donation can can help in that area also just an irascible tough dude there was a there's a famous video of him at a cfl like a cfl old timer lunch and he basically started beating up a, a, like a guy who was taunting him you know I mean, he's, yeah. he was a he was a rough he was a rough funny character yeah, it was uh, what the heck? It was the guy's name. I can't quite remember, but uh, yeah, they were. Uh, Joe brought up uh, some flowers and was going to uh, Angela Mosca. I just looked it up here That's quick, yep. and they were old rivals. And Mosca, he wasn't having any of it. So he swats no. the, the flowers away, and they 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 throw hands at one another. And Cap won that little uh, bout. Uh, but that's kind of you know that's kind of who Joe Cap was, man. I mean, he was ready for a fight. Yeah, Royce, uh, you know, Royce actually told me that his first game he ever took his son to, first Viking game, 
uh, Joe Cap played in. And uh, he also reminded me that Bud Grant went with Gary Quazzo mm. at the beginning of one of their, the, their of Cap's better years because he's more of a refined passer. And, uh, you know, Quazzo just couldn't do it. They bring Joe Cap in, and I think that was the year he, he took him to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, it, the uh, Nuggets looked like the best team remaining in the playoffs last night. I mean, they, they kind of took Phoenix apart. And, and you know, the Joker is, is just, uh, he sees everything. There isn't anything he doesn't see in advance on the floor. And uh, Embiid had a great year and won the MVP award. Jokic is the most valuable player in the NBA. Yeah, uh, He dominates. Nobody can, in basketball... Uh, now that LeBron isn't quite in his prime anymore, nobody controls a basketball game the way Jokic does. Mm-hmm. He can beat you with scoring, he can beat you with three-point shooting, he can beat you at the rim, he can beat you mid-range, he can beat you passing, he can beat you rebounding, uh, he can flow, he can get the right person the right shot at the right time. He's a masterful player. Uh, and and the other thing is Shamit, I think, uh, got in – Jamal Murray's face. That was a big. Murray was not really doing much. Mm-hmm. He ticked Murray off, and Murray was dominant the rest of the way. That was a dumb move. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Jamal Murray. He's elevated. I think he averaged like seventeen and a half points or something in the regular season, and he's at like twenty six a game in the playoffs. There are guys like that. There are guys that go the other way. There's probably more of those. But uh, Murray is one of those that really seems to rise to the occasion in the postseason. Yeah, and uh, Malone talked to us about that uh, being the, the Wolves. Nuggets player series say, hey, Murray did not have a great, you know, he dealt some injuries, he missed some time, he wasn't, didn't have a lot of confidence going into the playoffs, and Malone just tried, did everything he could to pump up his confidence. Murray got it going against the Wolves. Um, he's, he's not always there for you, but he can win a game for you. Do you think the Lakers go into San Francisco tonight and end that series, or is that, that one's in L.A. tonight? Do you think they're, uh, uh, they're up? No, it's a, Let's see. Tonight, Let's see. tonight is game five in in, oh, in Golden State. That's right. So game five. So yeah. it's tied. You know, tied up. Uh, uh, you know, uh, who who do you like coming out of that series? I like the Lakers. Hmm. I just you know, and it's weird. I just think the Warriors don't have their their best players don't have enough help. Hmm. They absolutely have to have Curry go crazy every night, or they just don't have enough. Uh, Pool is a disappointment. Wiggins floats. Uh, the bench isn't very good. And the Lakers, you know, they they almost feels like they just played this entire season just so they could win close playoff series where they don't even play hard every single night. Yeah. You know, it's it's the it's the it's the ultimate load management team. Uh, they, they they give away playoff games. Yeah. And they say, Okay, yeah, we're not gonna really play hard tonight and then we'll get you tomorrow. Yeah. And 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 they're good enough that they'll make it work. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Live in five sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.